Season 2, Episode 25. And, uh, you know, you ever had one of those situations where I say, you know, if I do this, I don't want it to come back and bite me in the butt. Yeah, happened to a woman who went camping in Alaska. So, wait till you hear what that happens. Yeah, great story, which reinforces the fact that I really get the jitters going into an outhouse in the woods somewhere. But you'll see what happens. And, of course, the usual dose of stupidity, including the uh, cavalcade of characters that you'll hear with me and my insane Florida nephew, Pancho Guero, which always adds a little extra queso. I don't even know. Okay, he's too stupid to talk and too ugly to eat. Given a piece of his mind to so many people, it's a wonder there's a mind left. It's Insane Eric Lane's Stupid World. It's another week of stupidity. <laughs> Welcome to my world. I'm Eric Lane. And uh, yeah, we got another jam-packed batch of um, interesting examples of uh, stupidity in my world. So um glad to... Glad to have everyone following along. Of course, as I've always said, these are just highlights, examples that I make. Just because I read them, talk about them, laugh at them, doesn't necessarily mean I endorse them, agree with them, or anything like that. <clears throat> so before you want to start sending me hate mail or cancel or whatever like this, I, sorry, I just can't be canceled. I'm not going to be canceled, okay? All right. But at any case, I don't know how you spent your Valentine's Day. Um, I had a lovely Valentine's Day. I had plenty of candy and sweet stuff and all sorts of good things. Um, but I didn't do um, what this one guy did. I mean, this is definitely a guy who didn't let being alone ruin his Valentine's Day for sure. Uh, there was a couple in Maine who left their house for this overnight trip. And whenever they got home the next morning... Well, they realized that somebody had broken in and was still there. So they called 911, like most people probably would do. Well, it turns out a 34-year-old guy from Norway named Sean Schoonmaker had broken into their house on Valentine's Day and eh, pretty much made himself at home. He parked in their garage, rummaged through their stuff, made dinner, and then took a romantic candlelit bath. Okay, you know, now, I definitely like my soaker tub, and I'm more of a bath person than I'm a shower person, but even I wouldn't do this. I mean, this guy also rearranged a bunch of their stuff, including the family photos, smoked cigarettes in every room. Cops showed up and arrested him, and now he's facing charges for burglary and theft. I don't even know if he got a Valentine's Day card. <laughs> well, and then, I mean, I don't know if that's a thing, that you just go into somebody's house and kind of make yourself at home and, you know, just, you know what, I'm going to treat myself for Valentine's Day. I can think of a lot of other things. And I can probably think of a lot less dangerous, idiotic social trends on social media. 
I don't know. Um, I remember the good old days back when people ate Tide Pods. But there's a new trend now on TikTok. It's covering your face in hot wax. And then you peel it off as one giant colorful mask. I know it sounds painful. Probably is. But there's a small problem. You see, the skin on your face is fairly sensitive. So you could probably cause some real problems by doing this. Uh, one dermatologist in the UK says waxing is a traumatic process for the skin, especially sensitive areas around the eyes. Those can become irritated and inflamed and, well, tiny pimples or pus-filled bumps could result. Oh, well, that sounds lovely. I mean, I've seen guys that go in and wax their chest just so they can experience the pain. I don't have that much hair, but I would like to keep it. Well, anyway, well, here's a story of a guy who was accused of being a deviant, but it turns out he's just really bad at his job. Uh, There's a guy named Trevor Scott. He's a masseur at Prince George, B.C., British Columbia, up in Canada. And, well, back in the spring of 2019, two female clients filed complaints against him when, well, it seemed like he was touching himself in the most inappropriate of ways while he used his other hand for the massage. Okay, a little freakazoid. Well, after an investigation, the good news is uh, that's not what he was doing. So we can, I guess, have a sigh of relief. The bad news is, well, he was actually playing games on his cell phone during the massages. <laughs> of course, that's not as bad as what he was accused of, but it's still something a massage therapist really isn't supposed to do, you know? I prefer both hands anyway, you know. I want both hands giving me a massage, you know. Well, he just got a 10-day suspension and about $3,500 in fines, plus a ban from bringing his phone into the massage room. Well, thankfully, he wasn't taking pictures. <laughs> well, I don't know. Sometimes taking a nap can be your undoing, too. Police right here in Pennsylvania were called to a Home Depot parking lot in the Pittsburgh suburb of Bethel Park recently. They found a woman who was passed out in her parked car. And, well, police noticed that she had a lot of merchandise in her vehicle. What, maybe she was just shopped till she dropped? Well, no. Upon further investigation they found a second suspect who they say was still inside the store and allegedly shoplifting more merchandise. Now, police say 40-year-old Jessica Clibbins regained her consciousness in the parked car, but both she and 42-year-old Adam Foltz, well, they had a little trouble explaining the $1,300 worth of stolen merchandise from Home Depot, Bed Bath & Beyond, John Eagle, as they call it in Pittsburgh, Macy's, Dick's Sporting Goods, Target, and Walmart. <laughs> Both are facing charges of retail theft, <laughs> among other things, I guess. I don't know. Well, <laughs> well, I also love the stories, you know, where people are sitting on the commode and they feel something, you know, and they get up and they realize there's a snake in the toilet. Now, that's pretty much unnerving as it is. And, you know, maybe even... I've I've actually used some bathrooms 
in my home state of Arkansas and some of these little rundown, you know, um, rest stops. And you, you get up and you look at this. There suck spiders in the toilet. I know that's a thing, too, but I, I can't believe this is a thing. There's a woman in Alaska named Shannon Stevens. She went camping and she stayed in a yurt. You know what a yurt is? A yurt is like a big tent. I've done camping. I haven't stayed in a yurt, but it sounds cool. But see, like most primitive camp campgrounds, uh, the only bathroom was an outhouse. Okay. And I've used outhouses too. So, well, so she needs to use it after dinner. So she goes out to the outhouse and sat down and, yep, you guessed it, immediately felt something bite her on the butt. Now, you don't really expect that. I mean, I have seen copperheads and rattlesnakes coiled up underneath some old dilapidated wooden Arkansas outhouses, but no, she didn't even look down to see what it was. She was off that seat in a hurry. She just screamed, shut the lid, called her brother to come in and investigate. Her brother comes in, opens the lid, and he is nose to nose with a full-grown bear staring back at him. Yeah, the tip of the bear's nose is like an inch or two below the toilet seat. <laughs> like pretty much freaked out and ran back to the yurt. And it turns out, I guess you can access the hole under the outhouse by moving some rocks around. So I guess they think maybe the bear might have been a little attracted to the smell and decided to push the rocks over to get in. Now, Shannon's not really sure if it actually bit her or got her with its claw. She was bleeding enough, though. They did have to clean the wound and get her all bandaged up, but thank goodness she wasn't luckily serious. She wasn't seriously hurt, luckily, and the bear decided to leave. Of course, yeah, you might say, yeah, it was a real live poo bear. Sorry, I just had to put that in. Well, here's the story that, well, about the spider bite. I mean, this guy, he was using not an outhouse, but a portable toilet in um, Australia. And it's a, it was a building site uh, there at, uh, in Sydney, Australia. So it's like one of these, you know, the little porta johns you see on, on construction sites. And he gets bit on his thing. Yeah, his man thing. You know, wanker, tallywhacker, whatever you want to call it. And not only that, it was a repeat incident. It happened uh, earlier, five months ago. And you think you've got bad luck. Okay? Guy's name is Jordan, and he actually, thankfully, didn't reveal his surname. But he said he was bitten on, quote, pretty much the same spot on his pecker by the spider. <laughs> he says, I'm the most unlucky guy in the country at the moment. He's telling the BBC. I was sitting on the toilet doing my business and just felt the sting that I felt the first time. And I was like, I can't believe it's happening again. And I looked down and I've seen a few little legs coming from around the rim. Wait, the rim? The rim of what? <laughs> okay, is it the rim of the toilet seat or the rim of his pecker? That's... See, that's two very big things. It's, I don't know. Anyway, he said that being bitten the first time had made him 
pretty wary of using portable toilets. Well, if it was me, I'd be, I'd, I, you know what? I'd just do what we do in Arkansas. Go out and find a tree. They do it in Pennsylvania too. You know, you drive down a rural highway, you know, and here's some guy standing with his back to the highway. You know what he's doing. You know what? I'd still prefer that than stick my pecker into a portable toilet and risk getting bit by a spider. Whew. Anyway, well, I guess you've heard all the trouble they've had in Texas. Having a pretty hard time lately. One guy kind of made light of the region's record snowfall and cold temperatures. The guy's name is Travis McGullum. Posts a video to his Facebook page. Shows him skiing on I-110, or I'm sorry, skiing on I-10 in Houston. Uh, he's being pulled by his friend's pickup. That's right. Video shows him keeping a safe distance from the occasional passing vehicles on the highway. And of course, what else? He's holding and drinking a canned beverage of some kind. Now, McGillum said he didn't think his highway skiing adventure was any more dangerous than some of the official ski slopes he's tackled. And, well, that in some ways he kind of thinks it's probably less dangerous as if, as there were probably any, weren't any trees on the highway. We were sitting around getting kind of cold in the house, lost power at about midnight the morning before and decided, it's like, hey, what should we do? And I was like, looking at these skis sitting in my room, might as well put them to some use. And saw there was still snow on the ground, just drove around, found a good amount of snow right there and decided to ski it. Honestly, after seeing the video, I was like, yeah, I probably should have been a little more cautious, but ski down blacks and double blacks, I mean, can't be that much dangerous. I mean, no steep hills, no trees, no none of that. It's just, just looking for cars coming. Well, utility workers investigating a gas leak at a Tennessee home called wildlife officials for assistance whenever they discovered a family of bears sleeping under the house. Thank goodness they weren't sleeping under their toilets. Well, the Appalachian Bear Rescue said a utility crew responded to this home in Sevier County and calls the Tennessee Wildlife Resources Agency whenever they ventured under the house and they came, well, face to butt with the, quote, ample caboose of a very large snoozing bear. Now, the crawl space beneath the home is probably not a great place for a bear's den, especially if there's a gas leak, according to what the Bear Rescue said. There's really no way to know if the gas injured the bear. There was no way really to safely repair the gas line either while the bear was in the residence. And there was really no way to keep the home warm and habitable without repairing the gas line. So wildlife officials arrived at the scene and they successfully encouraged the big bear to leave the premises. But that's not the end of the story. They then discovered the bear was a mama bear and had left behind three young baby bears. Yes, now you know it's a uh, friggin' cold when the bears are snuggling up to your house. It's friggin' cold, it's friggin' cold. We're all wrapped up like frozen burritos. It's friggin' cold, it's friggin' cold. The world's an igloo, we're now all Eskimos. Hey, Mother Nature, you pay the power bill or what? If so, could you kindly turn the thermostat up? It's friggin' cold, it's friggin' cold On the lawn my dog just dropped a fudgesicle It's friggin' cold, it's friggin' cold If cold was old, it's Madonna cold So friggin' cold, my toes may never thaw But they're still warmer than the current state of Rush Limbaugh It's friggin' cold, 
It's friggin' cold. Jack Frost said, screw this and move to Puerto Rico. It's friggin' cold. It's friggin' cold. More frigid than the wife of an ex-president we all know. Icier than Kanye and Kim Kardashian. But not as cold as the career of the chick from The Mandalorian. That's cold. It's friggin' cold. It's friggin' cold. It's friggin' cold. Considering the gas leak, I guess it's a good thing none of the bears are smokers. <laughs> well, maybe it's a toss-up as what smelled worse. <clears throat> the gas leak <clears throat> or the bears, <laughs> you know? Uh, well, I don't know about you, but there's nothing that gets me more turned on than a Walmart parking lot, you know? There's this 26-year-old guy named Kyle Weiss in Vero Beach, Florida. And old Kyle was parked in, parked in his Kia outside of a Walmart parking lot, wanking it on with himself. That's right. He is a full-blown Walmart wanker. And he had the windows open. Okay? This is like the third story I've heard about this. So, obviously, a woman sees him and calls the cops. So this is where it gets interesting. When they get there, Kyle gets out of the car and the police report says, I noticed that he had an obvious erection protruding in his shorts. Kyle eventually admitted what he was doing and his excuses were he didn't know anyone could see him and he was lonely because his ex-girlfriend is in Colorado. He was arrested for exposure of sexual organs and disorderly conduct. Uh, yeah, I mean, look, how, how can anybody, anybody just masturbate in a car parked in a public lot? That's what I wonder. I mean, obviously the guy clearly has no Kia soul. <laughs> yeah, lonely and missing his girlfriend. Yeah, right. I'd say the guy probably needs to get a grip, but the problem sounds like he already has one. That joke never gets old. Well... You've probably heard this story, too, about Disney+. Plus. They say the Muppets are offensive. Yeah, they just added all five seasons of The Muppet Show, but they had to put a warning about possible offensive content. This is The Muppets. Remember The Muppet Show? You know, it ran from 1977 to 1981. It was a time when we were a whole lot less sensitive about how we portrayed certain people. Well, Disney says the show includes, quote, some negative depictions and or mistreatment of people or cultures. Uh, the disclaimer says this, quote, These stereotypes were wrong then and are wrong now. Rather than remove this content, we want to acknowledge its harmful impact, learn from it, and spark conversations to create a more inclusive future together. Okay, morons, if you probably hadn't said anything, most people could have cared less. But now you've just more or less exacerbated the whole thing by putting that stupid disclaimer there. Of course, they didn't give any examples of the questionable content. I mean, there's 118 episodes of The Muppet Show on Disney+, Plus, even though there were 120 in the original run. But the two missing episodes, they have nothing to do with the offensive stereotypes, by the way. They're both from season five and well, one of them had Brooke Shields as the guest star, and, well, apparently it's gone because of music rights issues. And the other featured the British comedian Chris Langham. 
who was convicted uh, for possession of child porn back in 2007. So there's that. So, But I mean, to be fair, I mean, nothing more offensive than what the prices of Disney. I think that's the most offensive thing, frankly, you know? I mean, wait till they cancel the movie Frozen for singing Do You Want to Build a Snowman? You know, it's a snow person or a snow they. Well, if you hate your job enough that you'd go this far to miss it for just one day, you're way, way past the point of needing to quit, okay? There's this 19-year-old dude named Brandon Souls. He lives in Coolidge, Arizona. The police finds this dude near a water tower with his hands tied behind his back and a bandana stuffed in his mouth. Now, he tells the cops he'd been kidnapped by two men in masks that knocked him out, drove him around, then dumped him by the water tower. A likely story. Does that sound like so rehearsed? Yeah, well, it was. The police investigated. They couldn't find any evidence he'd been kidnapped. And surveillance videos didn't back any of his story up. And there were some inconsistencies in it, too. Obviously. So Brandon was arrested for making a false report. He informed us that he was hit in the head and stuffed in a car in front of his home. After we showed him all the information, he informed us that he at first stuffed a bandana in his mouth. And afterwards, he took off his own belt and bound his hands, laid on the ground and scooted out near the side of the road where somebody could see him and waited. He admitted that he fabricated the story. Uh, because he didn't want to go to work. He winds up admitting he'd made up the whole thing so he could get out of his job at a tire shop for the day. A tire shop. <laughs> After he was arrested, they fired him. So maybe the big picture, this worked out okay for him in the end, right? Yeah. yeah. No. That's good. What? I, what, fi I find this amazing that an Arizona man did this. I mean, come on. This really sounds more like the work of a Florida man, frankly. I mean, let me just take a wild guess, right? Uh, this guy must have worked in radio at one point, right? I don't know. Well, kids will definitely look for any excuse to get out of work or get out of school. There was a student in Western India found uh, that spreading fake news, fake news, about a COVID outbreak in her school just to avoid taking an exam might work. Well, what appeared to be a news report about 13 kids testing positive for coronavirus after attending an exam at the Udgum School in the city of Ahmedabad started circulating through the WhatsApp groups. Well, this led the school officials to investigate whether any students had coronavirus. And, well, then, of course, they investigated to find the source of the viral message. And what they found was a high school student as the culprit. And, well, she fessed up that she had panicked after learning that her school would be conducting in-person exams. The school authorities then decided, well, we won't file a police complaint against the student. She says she regrets her actions. Of course, she just made a complete moron out of herself. I think that's bad enough. I think we should just post the whole story all over social media so she will never forget about it. <laughs> so, Well, uh, some folks spend a little too much time looking at Google Maps. I'm, my, I get called Map Man a lot by my, by my wife. Okay, And trust me, I think one of the coolest apps out there is Google Earth. I've spent hours spinning that globe, looking at all kinds of cool stuff. I'm a world explorer. Of course, it's been a while since the world had a really good explorer, you know, like a, a real Vasco da Gama or a Ponce de Leon or something like that. So meet the newest one here, okay? Uh, let's say uh, Vasco de Gonads. <clears throat> okay, you're welcome. Fine. 
would you prefer penis to loan? Okay, there's this 50-year-old woman named Jolene Voltaggio from Sterling Heights, Michigan, and she has quite the hobby of exploring Google Earth for these unmapped places. Unmapped places? I mean, look, if it's on Google Earth, it's probably mapped, I guess, to some degree. But anyway, she finds this island in the Pacific Ocean that actually qualifies. Now, this island, by the way, has a peculiar shape probably why it has never been mapped. It looks just like, yeah, those little drawings that the nasty boys would put on the chalkboard in school when the teacher wasn't there. Male genitalia. Actually, it's part of the Trinity Islands, right off the coast of a French territory called New Caledonia, about 750 miles east of Australia. So it's not like Jolene can really claim it for her own. I mean, she'd probably have to go to war with France over it and then win and claim it, I guess. But Jolene says she shared it with all of her Facebook group friends and all these other explorers, and, well, they were all pretty impressed by her discovery and the island's um, notable shape. Jolene also said, and this is a direct quote, I'd love to go and travel there and sit on the dick. No, really, that's her actual quote. I think I have just gotten the rapt attention of every male listening to this podcast. <laughs> By the way, you can actually Google it on Google Google Earth. Um, you uh, go to Google Earth and you enter 20 degrees, 37, 37.0 south, and then 166 degrees, 1802.0 east, and then hit the satellite view. And voila! Well, uh, at least um, we've got a cereal that uh, might really wake you up in the morning. Yeah, uh, if you ever had a chance to eat it. Now, I like cold cereal, but I'm kind of a nut guy. I'm not really something like this. Customs officials at the port of Cincinnati stopped a rather large shipment of cereal from South America that was eventually going to Hong Kong. So when they opened up the box, they found a box of cornflakes, frosted cornflakes. But that frosting wasn't sugar frosted flakes. No, it was frosted with cocaine. They said the street value of the cocaine on all the cornflakes was more than $2.8 million. There's no word on whether they've tracked down the people that sent the shipment or the ones who were supposed to receive it. But they've, I think, already put a stop to this new cereal. Kellogg's and a drug cartel from South America bring you the newest breakfast cereal. It's cocaine-coated cornflakes. Nothing gets you going in the morning like a big bowl of white powder-coated cornflakes. Sure, they're loaded with sugar, but they're also sprinkled with nose candy, snow, dust, flakes, speedball, cocaine-coated cornflakes. They're great! Now, say hello to my little friend. Get yours today from Customs and Border Protection as part of this complete drug bust. This guy, you can I guess he can qualify for a real cornflake himself in a different way. He's a 30-year-old fire-breathing performer who has had $20,000 worth of procedures to look like a dragon, including carving scales into his arms and tattooing his eyeballs is determined to become the most modified person in the world. His name is Joshua Burns. He's from Vancouver, B.C., Canada, and goes by his surname. He began his journey 
at 19 years old when he had his tongue cosmetically split in two. <laughs> Since then, the performance artist and uh, reptile seller, of course, has had his earlobes cropped, his ears shaped to appear pointed, dyed his tongue purple, and inserted silicone horns into his forehead. This guy probably should qualify to teach kindergarten somewhere. Well, definitely one for a <clears throat> Hollywood makeup artist, that's for sure. Um, unless you have a Hollywood makeup artist helping you, though, it's kind of unlikely that you'd be able to age yourself very convincingly. <clears throat> okay. Might want to ask the two women who tried to do just that by disguising themselves as grannies in Florida just so they could get the COVID-19 vaccine. Yet Dr. Raul Pino, the director of the Florida Department of Health in Orange County, said during a press briefing, so yesterday we realized a couple of young ladies came dressed up as grannies to get vaccinated for the second time. So I don't know how they escaped the first time. <laughs> the women, probably in their 20s, they show up at the Orange County Convention Center wearing bonnets, gloves, and glasses. They had valid vaccination cards from their first shot, but on the second try, well, there were issues with their driver's license. Uh, Pino says the uh, county has increased security at the vaccination site to deter any possible ill intentions that someone may have. Uh, there have been no charges filed against the women, and their identities have not been released uh, yet. Anyway, Pino added, that there have been a few cases of people misrepresenting themselves to get that dose of the vaccine. You've stolen a vaccine from somebody that needs it more than you. And now you're not going to get your second one. And we're not even sure if they're going to press charges against you and take you to jail right now. This is a trespass warning. I'm not allowed to be here no more. It's ridiculous that you're here right now. The bonnets and gloves were definitely a lame attempt at passing off as old people. I mean, if they really wanted to look elderly, frail, and feeble, eh, they just should have just copied Joe Biden's mannerisms. That's easy. I mean, this uh, attempt at obtaining the vaccine definitely failed spectacularly. Now, if these uh, two want uh, a little prick, they're going to probably have to go home to their husbands. Couldn't resist that. Well, packs of dogs in eastern Russia are inexplicably turning up pink and blue. Now, this is definitely a bizarre phenomenon. It's occurred in and around this town of Derzhinsk. It's about 242 miles east of Moscow, near an abandoned Derzhinsk Orgsteklo chemical plant that once manufactured highly toxic hydrocyanic acid, which is also a core ingredient in a once commonly used Prussian blue dye. <laughs> well, experts believe this uh, detail may help explain why some pups are now blue through and through to include their excrement, according to vets. Now, without clearer details, Dmitry Karolkin, uh, head of the physician, uh, the head physician at the Zushashita Veterinary Hospital, officially blamed the blue hue on some kind of chemical, which doesn't appear to have harmed the animals physically, I mean, but uh, I think I can solve the mystery, though, in one word. <laughs> uh, Chernobyl? Well, you know who thinks this whole story is really hysterical? My cats. Well, the phrase mind-blowing might apply to somebody if you saw a blue or a pink dog, but the phrase mind-blowing 
gets thrown around a lot, actually, on the Internet with so many things that you see. And, of course, so many stories you hear on this podcast. But this truly deserves it, okay? There is a TikTok video that's going viral right now from a woman who said she just found out that that, uh, quote, chance of rain that you hear in the weather forecast on the radio doesn't mean what we've all thought that it meant. Now, look, I have often said this myself. I have, I've known this for years, but let me explain it so that way you'll know what's going on. When you hear the weather guy on the radio or TV that says 30% chance of rain, that does not mean there is a 30% chance it's going to rain, you know, like 30% chance of winning the lottery kind of thing. I mean, what it is, that's 30%. It's based on what the chances that it's going to rain are multiplied by the percentage of the area that will get the rain. So 50% chance of rain in the forecast does not mean there's a 50-50 chance it will rain. It means there's a chance that rain will happen in that area multiplied by how much of the area will probably get that rain. You got that? Okay, so like if the meteorologist is like 50% sure that there's going to be rain, it'll cover 80% of the local area, well, then that would come out as 40% on the weather forecast. Okay, I'll explain it the way I had a weather forecaster tell me, okay? When a weather forecast is given, and me being in radio, I give forecasts all the time, okay? Back in the day, we had the Associated Press Weather Weather Wire or the Associated Press Newswire, you know, the you hear that, you know, teletype going on in the background. And then we had another teletype that was from the National Weather Service. Every section in our area is mapped out in weather zones. So like we're like in zone 10 or something like this, okay? Plus, you've got a period of time that this forecast is good for. So let's say you have a forecast that's given at 6 in the morning. It's probably good until about 11 o'clock that morning, and then they update the forecast until maybe 3 or 4 o'clock in the afternoon. So if you hear the person say 30% chance of rain, what that means is that at any time in zone 10 between 6 a.m. and 10 a.m., at some point, 30% of that zone will be having rain. Now, does that kind of make sense? Well, I'd say this meteorologist probably would explain it a little bit better than the uh, TikTok girl would. Probability of precipitation, or POPs as we call it for short, it's a pretty simple equation. Confidence times coverage, okay? Most often this is used for coverage, so let's say that I'm 100% sure that 30% of the forecast area will see at least some measurable rain. Then I'd forecast a 30% chance for rain, right? Basically to boil it down, if you stay in one spot all day and there's a 30% chance for rain, then you have a 30% chance for rain. If you move around a little bit throughout the day, your chances will go up. Important to remember, the percentage has nothing to do with how much rain falls. You could have a 10% chance for rain and still end up with flooding if you get caught under a rogue thunderstorm. Now, it also doesn't really help that a lot of different meteorologists have different definitions, but this is the actual technical definition. Now, either way you put it, this, uh, I don't think any, anybody could forecast this, <laughs> where a septuagenarian couple was caught allegedly stealing lamb and a variety of seafood from a Naples, Florida Costco and they were doing it by, uh, well, how would anybody else steal lamb and seafood? They stuffed it down their pants and put it in their purse. Yeah. 
We're talking about 71-year-old Lucretia Gentile, or is it Gentile? I don't know, but it was her and her 76-year-old husband, Vito. They're part-time Florida residents, you see, from Brooklyn, New York. Well, they got themselves arrested. A witness tells the Collier County deputies they saw the couple conceal multiple items and leave the store without paying for them. She said she saw Vito fold a package of halibut in half and stick it in Lucretia's purse. Then they had crab legs and clams were also allegedly placed into Lucretia's purse. And then somebody saw Vito reportedly stuffing a leg of lamb down his pants. Gee, is that a leg of lamb or are you just happy to see me? They were inside paying for some groceries, but they had a bunch of stuff put inside of the lady's purse, like the crab legs and everything. What do you think you're doing? They must think that they're invisible. I don't know. Take whatever's out of your pants that doesn't belong to you and put it back <laughs> or go pay for it. Boy, I'll tell you, those uh, little blue pills really work, officer. <clears throat> Man. Oh, my gosh. Anyway, um, this is just sheer karma. This is beautiful. Okay. Some of us have our own, well, unpleasant view of the local school board. You know, you've heard a lot of people getting into ruckuses at school board meetings. Well, this one, I, I think it was an instant shutdown. Okay. An entire school board ended up resigning Okay, this is a school board for an elementary school in Northern California. They all resigned because they were all caught making fun of parents for complaining about the pandemic. Yeah, how did they get caught? Well, it happened during a virtual school board meeting. But the morons on the school board didn't realize the meeting was open to the public. <laughs> One of them said, that the parents just wanted their babysitters back, which mean they meant by the teachers. Are we alone? Yeah. <laughs> if you're going to call me out, I'm going to f*** you up. <laughs> Sorry, that's just me. They want to pick on us because right. they want their babysitters back. Right. 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 Uh-oh. Laura Lanier, just FYI, you guys have the meeting. Oh, we have the meeting open to the public right now. Nuh-uh. That's what Laura just said. Great. Just another good argument for homeschool, charter school, or private school. I'm telling you, Dennis Prager is one that says, don't send your kids to public school. Send your kids to private school and charter schools. And I think maybe the guy might have a point. Everybody has a little stupidity in their world. And frankly, I would love to hear about it. Now, if you got a great story from your stupid world, or if you want to respond to one of my stupid stories, let me hear from you. Contact me at shoutout at insaneericlane.com. Or if you have a question, maybe a comment about something that I've said or that you've heard. Or if you want to tell of some of your own firsthand experiences of stupidity that you've encountered, I'd love to hear from you, too. You can record a message for me at podcast.insaneericlane.com. I might even actually use your feedback on an upcoming episode. Of course, if you haven't done so already, and frankly, I fail to see why you haven't, you should follow me on social media on Facebook or on Twitter, just by searching out the handle at Insane, E-R-I-K-L-A-N-E. 
Meet me in the shade of the sunshine tree, pretty little Florida sunshine tree, in the shade of the sunshine tree. Oh, I think I hear a baby Sito in the background. Oh, yeah, he's uh, getting some salmon that I just cooked up. Oh, and the kid's not even a year old, and he's already getting treated to salmon. <laughs> oh, he's he's he loves it. That's probably his favorite dish right now. He's been getting that since like six months old. <laughs> I I want to come live with 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 my nephew, man. <laughs> well, the caveat is the occasional kale and uh, yeah. you know the vegetables too. Oh. I mean, we do get the occasional vegetarian meal. Uh, like, well, um, we had some some. Uh, tiki masala uh, chickpeas last good. night. That was good. As long as my kale is massaged, I'll be just fine. <laughs> oh yeah, that's that's <laughs> the way we do it here. <laughs> hey, hey, well, hey, I'm feeling like a real tech superstar here today. I got to tell you this. I you you remember the whole story with the uh my my the app I had with the the sheets uh, convenience store. Oh yeah, they gave you a phone. Yeah, I ended up getting a a, a new phone, right? So, well, I get an email today from the guy that I've been talking to. He wanted to update me on the whole issue that has been going on. He said they were actually able to reproduce the error that I have been getting because, you know, I sent them my old phone since they sent me a new phone. And they have reached out to one of their vendors to review the data log to try to get a fix in place. And they said when they get it corrected, it's probably going to help a bunch of other customers. So I feel pretty not only vindicated, but like a a superstar for all of the uh, beta testers in the world out there. Look at that. That's pretty cool. I mean, I'm in it for the the uh the, the free phone <laughs> but uh i mean hey. it's like i have said though they what they have a, a membership tier program and I, um and i always said that they were going to create a, a new top tier uh for the the freak in the sheets uh <laughs> <laughs> kind of people in that or, or no i think it was the codependency uh the, <laughs> i can't remember which one was going to be uh, the, the one, but you, you would fit both of those, I'd say. Oh, well, that's good. I, I, I would, although I don't know if I would be a sexual superstar, you know, I mean, <laughs> actually nothing says sexual superstar, like a man with a nice thick beard anyway. I mean, uh, there's a bunch of badass tattoos or the dainty, uh, ballerina feet, all that goes along with it. But this new survey is asking like 4,500 women to name the physical features of their best sexual partner. Obviously, I'm not in that category. But here are the top 10 most common features, okay, Uh, which is something that I don't have is the beard, okay. Uh, 73% of the women said that the best dude they ever had sex with had a beard. Now, I don't know about you. If I was a woman, I don't know that I would like a beard. It would just, it it would, it would like distract from the obvious, okay. Uh, (laughs) Uh, unless it's, it, it helps hide the ugly underneath. Um, well, <laughs> Mrs. Poncho likes are, the beard on me. So, if, if the lights are turned off, who really cares? <laughs> There's power you know? in the beard. There's, I, I, am, I am very happy that I can grow more of a beard than um, most of the people, most of the men I know of in my family, at least. Oh, my dad well, could true. beat me on on, um, on Tom Selleck mustache. 
and, and like goatee kind of growth. But uh, when it comes to full coverage, I, I've got him beat <laughs> at least on that. <laughs> well, the next thing is brown eyes. Well, that's I'm done. I got green eyes, so I'm pretty much toast on that one. Piercings, I got one. Where, I got where, one piercing. Where are the piercings? Is my Just question. In, in one ear, okay. Well, no, no, and now, I'm talking for these women. Like, where where are the piercings on your uh, best sexual partner? Yeah, well, uh, yeah, maybe that's how they're going to find out, you know. Uh, but then there's the broad shoulders. I I don't know if I have broad shoulders. I think there's other people that have got broader shoulders than I do. Tattoos. <laughs> uh huh. Yes. Well, tattoos. I'm I'm totally out. I'm a complete whitewash canvas on that okay I, I just don't stamp count no, no, i'm just kidding i, I don't have any tattoos <laughs> think about it is the I, I i'm so pale the tattoos that i would get would look like graffiti they wouldn't look like a piece of art you know <laughs> so and then there's the brown hair well now dirty blonde for me i'm pretty much toast on that and then the snail trail of hair down from the belly button 58 percent think that's sexy i I could probably manscape one. <laughs> I could, you could gorilla glue some down there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, right. And then small feet. I mean, who knew? I, for me, I got ski outboard skis is what I have for my feet. Okay. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I must have gotten that from your side of the family. Oh, my gosh. I'm and then they're narrow. It's the only thing, too. Plus, then there's glasses. Now, I guess I could do okay with the glasses. Okay. Um, but although... My my glasses are considered a fire hazard, so <laughs> you burn the clothes right off of the, the people that you look at. Just keep the sun lamp off of me, okay? Yes. So Do and then high cheek. Now. Well, I guess contacts might. I don't know, but then the high cheekbones. Okay, now I, I mean, our family has got the high cheekbones. That's the that's typical. They they that's that's always been the case. So I think I scored. Three out of uh, out of ten that that I would probably have. So I don't know how well I would do. I think you know? I got a five out of ten on that list here. About a fifty fifty, yeah, you know. But being a sexual superstar, I'm sure is uh, well that it's not going to do me any good. I know that. I don't know how well it's going to be for you. <laughs> well, I I mean I don't need a uh, I, I am a uh, a very happily married man, so. Um, you and I, your wife doesn't think you're a sexual superstar. Oh, no. Well, she she's she's pleased. I will <laughs> I will leave it there, considering that is all that needs to be said. And I think uh, you should let <laughs> I think you should let Mrs. You should let Mrs. Poncho go over this ten lists and see what her votes would be on this. Oh, well, I de I definitely did, and she was appalled that you would call it a snail trail instead of a happy trail. She was like, "Ew, snail trail! <laughs> well, I thought it was a happy trail." <laughs> Happy trails to you. Yeah. <laughs> well, I mean, I, I, being a sexual superstar may land you in some successful movie roles too. So, I mean, I, mm. I, I wouldn't, you know, mind getting some movie roles. True. Per se, but uh, none, none of those I, I think would make this list. Maybe I, me, current could maybe star in these movies. Um, mm. This is a, a list of some of the top President Biden movie recommendations. This oh, is, this will uh, be good. <laughs> President Biden said recently that his favorite movie is Chariots of Fire. But uh, <laughs> I, if I know old Joe, he also probably likes some other flicks. Uh, so here are some mm. of the top Biden movie recommendations. We've got mm. 
Dial M for malarkey. <laughs> That's a bunch of malarkey. <laughs> yeah. Oh dear, Hunter. Uh, now, he, he probably, you know, I hope you know what you're doing there. Uh, we've got a fistful of Werther's Originals. Uh, <laughs> also a choking hazard. And, uh, I like this one here because it's it's funny because it's true. Crouching liberal hidden socialist. Um, you know, it, it's funny. I, I know a um, a decent amount of uh, people with buyer's remorse right now. Uh, <laughs> now oh yes. Um, we've got close encounters of the hair sniffing kind. <laughs> um, definitely, you don't want you don't want to have any any of those. Much better than a, no. I guess there are degrees of that, and you definitely don't want a first, you know, a, a first degree counter of that. Um, close encounter of the groping kind, either. Oh, uh, for sure. Well, we were <laughs> we've got that coming. Um, we got singing in the basement. I I still wonder where he doesn't <laughs> come out there that often. Um, but I guess if he does, he <laughs> accidentally. I have some pretty bad word whiskers like this past week. Um, oh, yes. Oh, <laughs> yeah. One this morning. Um, we got planes, trains, and automobiles. Weren't even invented when I was a kid. That's right. That's right. <laughs> we, uh, who are you? We've got uh, grumpy old presidents. I like that one. Full metal bomber jacket with the popped up collar. <laughs> Invasion of the body gropers. There now, it is. I also I like this one a lot too, mostly because I, I I like the original too. Lockstock and two blatant hair plugs. <laughs> yeah, look really. At pictures of him thirty years ago. He's got less hair than he does now, and uh, he does. got dead poets and Fox News anchor society. Exactly. Legally exactly. bland. Uh huh. And then uh, Dancing with Wolf Blitzer. Now that might be a blockbuster. It <laughs> could be. Uh, or, or or a big Hollywood flop, and um, <laughs> sleepless in Scranton, and uh, oh. dazed and confused. Now, well, that's definitely a good one too. But sleepless in Scranton, Scranton asleep is is definitely a sleepy town, whether he's from it or not. I mean, oh, you know, yeah, so yeah. it's probably it's probably good that he did come from Scranton because. That's pretty much what he is. He's uh, Scranton is a real dozer of a town. My but, understanding I mean, was he I, he only spent a couple of years there, but likes to tout the name yeah. to make him sound like a small town guy instead of a big yeah, government yeah. kind of a <laughs> dude. Tell me about it. Tell me about it. And I know I'm pretty sure we triggered a few people with some of these titles because oh, I'm sure I'm sure some people would find some disagreement uh, with the, some of these things, but. But frankly, you know me. I mean, I'm really not that intimidated by uh, people that don't agree with me. You know, not I mean, I mean, at look, all. just 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 remember, my mom always said that I've given a piece of my mind to so many people. It's a wonder I still got a mind left. It's, it's also you a know? wonder that no one's uh, tried to cause physical harm to you yet. Uh, well, they, they they've been threatened to do it anyway. <laughs> but but it, I think every opinion I would have would trigger a lot of snowflakes. But this is kind of a dangerous topic for me to even talk about anyway, but I saw this thread Every on Reddit. Every topic's a dangerous okay. topic for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, well, but but this Reddit thread, it's it's asking, what's an opinion that you hold that regularly causes disagreement when you air it? And I'm thinking every, every one of them, really. <laughs> yeah, you know, but but here's some of the answers, all right, that, that, that we are animals. I don't know. 
why people get upset over that, it's just a fact. Well, I'm not sure I agree with that. I, I think animals and humans are kind of different. But anyway, it, here's one. It's not really an opinion, but just a statement of fact. But whenever it comes up that we're not having kids, somebody's got to tell us why we're wrong. Okay. <laughs> There's a lot yeah. of people like that down, too. Oh, yes. And then reality TV is utter crap, all of it. I honestly believe it's being used to dumb down society. I think it's just because the producers are dumb to start with. They can't think of anything original. Yeah, well, I mean, I, I, I don't think I've watched any reality TV in like 20 years. Uh, you realize they just had like, they're going to have a reunion of the MTV's um, first reality TV series. Remember that? I don't. Yeah. Real, is it, was it called Real People or something like this? I can't remember. But, I could never but, get it. Yeah, yeah but, I don't know. I I, I can yeah, I can definitely say yeah. I'm I'm one of those reality TVs that are crap. So I've I've probably just triggered a few people. Yeah, but it, it, it's like and now we're to the point where we're actually having reunion shows of the first <laughs> reality TV show. It's crazy, but anyway. And then of course, <laughs> here's something I can personally take part in. Sushi is disgusting and doesn't even taste good. Okay, I've tasted it. And it's not bad. Uh, okay, I, I mean it's my favorite yeah. food. I'd, I'd have to say. Yeah, I mean, um, I, I really think people that would say something like that, like that about sushi have really never tried it. I mean, that's just my thinking. But anyway, and then here's one that I know will trigger people. I really don't like The Office. Sorry, I tried several times. I don't like the characters or the setup. Hmm. So uh, to be honest with you, I've never actually sat down and watched more than one straight episode of The Office. Oh, it's good. So It's good. Yeah, I know. And that probably triggered people, too. <laughs> I mean, just because you so, don't have a sense of humor, it's okay. <laughs> I'm, just, I'm just kidding. I don't care. Uh, Mrs. Poncho has been watching the- it for the first time, actually, with me um, within this past year. And she she knew she'd like it, but she got she's sucked into it now. She is. She, she likes it. <laughs> well, the thing about it is some of these TV shows anymore, it's like th- they've moved on to the next um, um, paradigm, you know, because I'm looking at this and, and Brooklyn Nine-Nine is another one, too. You know, my, my son just loves Brooklyn Nine-Nine. And granted, it is funny, but he actually laughs more about it than I do because he gets more of what they're talking about. I'm just kind of going, what? You're, you're <laughs> yeah. sitting there just putting your laughing emojis in your texts. And <laughs> wondering why people don't find you funny or relevant anymore. Yeah. It's like, why can't things be like the old <laughs> Carol Burnett show? Anyway. <laughs> yeah. Red Skelton. So, yeah, Red Skelton. That's right. That's right. <laughs> well, here's another one. Marriage is an outdated institution with almost no value in our society anymore. No, I- now that, that I, I looked over this list with Mrs. Poncho, and that one actually that, that had a good disagreement with her. She was like, "I can't oh, stand really? it when people say that." <laughs> well, the weird thing is that would get an argument out of me, probably more than me getting an argument out of somebody yeah, else. Yeah, yeah. But and then here's one: constantly telling kids how absolutely awesome they are. Uh, you know, even if you know they get all effed up you know, and uh, the abusive parenting and, you know, that kind of whole conversation, you know? Oh, yeah. It, it, it messes them all up. Tell them they're awesome when they're awesome. And, uh, you know, when, when they don't fit that awesome bill, don't fill them with false confidence. That's a, that's oh, like I know. a, that's a I know. housing bubble waiting to crash. No, no participation trophies, okay? 
But that's okay. Yeah, I mean, no, really. that's, uh, that's good. I think, I don't know. So I, I, I agree I, with that one. I, I, I tell our kids, look, you know what? It's okay. If you don't get top of the class, you know, I specialized in mediocre anyway. <laughs> yeah. So uh, I think for and, uh, me, it was I, a lot more about you, you follow it through to the end and you don't quit. And, uh, you know, you don't have to sign yeah. up afterwards if you don't want, but you know, we're not quitters. And if you don't do well, that's okay. That's right. There's something else that you're going to do good in. And uh, yeah. that's it. Now, you like your turkey better dry or not? That's this another isn't one. even a question. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I, I, for me, it's more like, do you like turkey or chicken? And I actually prefer turkey over chicken. Really? So I don't know where you stand. I, well, I, I just like variety. I don't I don't care what, what kind of bird I'm eating. But uh, obviously, <laughs> dry meat is not good unless it's jerky. So... True. And let me tell you, growing up in Arkansas, everything tastes better with gravy. (laughs) So so I I don't know. Is there an opinion that you hold that usually almost always causes disagreement whenever you voice it? Um, You know, I I have a lot of people that are I'm a pretty agreeable dude. uh, And Mm. and I'm usually pretty good at at voicing things in a way that that is pretty, um, I guess, bridge building. But I recently, I, I did voice the opinion that uh, I didn't really trust any politics or government in general, and uh, that got some beef Ooh. with with a couple friends. I was like, really? I miss the days when you could just make fun of every politician and say, oh, good thing we're not one of them, <laughs> right? And uh, and I guess those yeah. days aren't here anymore for for some people. Uh, and I guess you know, yeah. really, mostly just that socialism sucks. Which again, again, yeah. I don't. The people that triggers are are very few in my life, considering I, I know yeah. people who well, have actually escaped from socialist countries. Uh, you know, there's a lot of Cubans down here in Florida, and, and I've, I've gotten to know my fair share of, of firsthand, well, secondhand experiences from from uh, people who have been there. And so, yeah, so, so it's, it's not an unpopular opinion down here, but some places, that's for sure. Yeah, true. I mean, any anything that like the list that you really strongly disagree with or agree with that we just read? I did think of one here that costs too much or let's not buy this. That's probably one that I get the most disagreement with on a daily basis. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. Strongly disagree. Yeah. Um, I mean, definitely the marriage is an uh, outdated institution. Uh, you know, I think that there's a lot of empirical data to back up all these fatherless homes, not really producing good and happy uh, or successful people. So, um, yeah, I, I would say that it, uh, what seems outdated about giving kids the best chance of success and the best privilege that you could give them of having a mom and dad in the house. Oh, Absolutely. Yeah. Well, now, the question is also, do you also like uh, hold back on any opinions or topics to just uh, keep the peace? And, you know, since you're a very agreeable person, <laughs> it depends. There, there are days or times where I'm like, uh, there are hills I'm willing to die on. And there are fights where I'm like, you know, <laughs> I don't have the attention or energy for this. Or I, if I know a lost <laughs> cause when I see one and I, and I don't want to lose a friend and I might say, ah, oh, you know what, I'll, I'll find something we've got in common and, focus on that it sounds like your mom's advice on using that internal monologue is paid off oh, they, uh, finally <laughs> <laughs> yeah well what 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 about an opinion that a family or a friend of yours expressed that maybe you were surprised 
Um, well, there, yeah, con- there, I mean, I would say probably the opinion of uh, recreational drug use. <laughs> well, that surprised me Ooh, with, yes. uh, with a particular uh, close person with me. Uh, that Same. one, yeah, that Same. one would probably be the one Same. where I thought, uh, okay, so that's the difference I've been seeing because uh, it was noticeable. <laughs> yeah. 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 It was noticeable I know there the was least. one guy. Well, that, that was one guy that uh, years ago, we kind of got into a topic of religion. <laughs> and, I, and, of course, you know, politics and religion are my two favorite <laughs> topics. And usually that's what triggers somebody. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, But I had said something, and this guy got triggered over something. And he just kind of exploded. And I kind of wanted at first to go back and go, how can you believe that? <laughs> the first thing I wanted to ask the guy. And then I thought, you know, I might just want to just stop right there, you know, because I think having this guy as a friend is probably a lot more important than what his religious views oh, were. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you want to know another opinion um, that created a lot of disagreement when he revealed it, I've got a doozy for you right here. <laughs> okay. my, my jaw was on the floor reading this and i i could not but it, it's hilarious but it's also pretty awful um here's yeah. some good news i'll start with the good news here uh no matter how bad of a job okay. you feel like you've been doing in your relationship there's no way you're as bad as this guy Q fountains of wayne Oh, no. I know where they're going with this. <laughs> There's a 29-year-old guy here named Ryan Shelton in Gloucestershire in the UK. And his 24-year-old girlfriend, Jess Aldridge, uh, they just recently gave birth to their second child. And the day they got home from the hospital, Ryan ran off with another woman. That woman was Yikes. not Stacy's mom, but it was Jess's mom. Uh, so imagine <laughs> running, running home with your child's grandma. Put it in that perspective. Uh, you're like, Mom, where is Dad? Well, Dad and Grandma are, I'm not, yeah, shacking uh, up. Well, you know, this is she. She is a 44 year old woman named Georgina, and uh, Jess and Ryan have mm-hmm. been living with her and her husband during the pandemic. Nice. So now nice. Ryan and Georgina are living okay. together in a new home just 30 miles away, and Jess is alone with the kids and maybe her mom's husband. I guess you'd say her. Father, uh, but again, this is just a weird, wow. weird situation. Uh, well, I bet the family reunions are a lot oh, of fun. I could imagine. That's who does. Oh that? my gosh! Well, I mean, well, apparently Georgina oh, yeah. does. <laughs> yeah, well, uh, I, I'll tell you this. I mean, the the loser. You might say he really took a dump on his family when he dumped his fiance like that. That's, pretty crazy of course if if you uh felt like poop while suffering through the rona i'm sure the crap is about to hit the fan in preventing virus mutations first time poop okay. is gonna prevent this... viruses usually it spreads viruses at least before modern no. sewage systems the, the the sewage has come a long <laughs> way you know i remember when we didn't care for sewage when i was a kid growing up and now we're using it to help <laughs> to cure diseases (laughs) yeah public health experts are saying there's an actual opportunity to track the spread and it's hiding in the septic tank okay i mean everybody who catches covid 
you know, they sh- they shed virus fragments in feces and urine. I never knew this. Okay, a, a national program monitors wastewater for virus mutations, and that would help close the gap. It's the most cost-effective, objective, and equitable approach we've got, says Ted Smith. He's an environmental medicine researcher at the University of Louisville. He says it's far more convenient than shipping around swabs from labs. So this is a you might you might say it's a uh, <clears throat> poop program powerful enough to meet the crisis, but it would not be cheap. It would hand experts an almost real time map of where the new variants are spreading, and allow authorities to surge resources to trouble the, to the trouble spots and help experts evaluate vaccine effectiveness at the community level to detect new strains. And they'll do that before they even start sending people to the hospital, which is kind of good, too. Again, it would also help us, you know, all, you know, better predict uh, how long we'll be stuck dealing with this global crisis, according to Vice News. The experts are talking to Vice News. I mean, but I'm reading this thing and I'm thinking, OK, well, I guess that's better than having to swab your your butt. I suppose so. But I'm thinking, <laughs> oh, great. Now even the government wants my S. Yeah, crap. <laughs> I'm like, all right. So that, <laughs> next, they're going to use it to sell to advertisers when the when Rona is no longer going around. They say, well, we have a lot of corn eaters on this side, so maybe we can, you know, get. I, I don't know, but I, I mean, if you can prevent the virus, it's great. I'd rather that than not. That's uh, good. I don't want but that I job. Mean, a national program. To- yeah, a national program monitoring all of our wastewater. I mean, come on, we can't even manage what goes on in Chipotle. <laughs> you know, I mean. I mean, I, I think maybe I speak for millions of Americans whenever I say, you. Yeah. Oh, man. <laughs> yeah. You know, this, I, um, to talk of poop makes me think about uh, <laughs> something that's, I don't know. It, it, bear with me, okay? okay. For everyone who, who cares about, like, the environment, right? I like the environment. I, I, my favorite vacations, I never vacation in the city. I'm not a city guy. I go to the mountains, the desert, things. Right. Um, and so, I'm like, well, I, I care about like, you know, taking care of things. I, I don't care about it to the point of it being a, a political or movement or religion. Um, so that's where I say, well, like, right. do a, a carbon tax so it incentivizes people to use less of it. Now, I don't think that's the best way because that that just I don't think it's the best. Uh, maybe invest in in uh, companies or, or research and development of of batteries to better store the energy from windmills, uh, solar panels, etc. But we don't have a good way of storing that or the, the thing that I'm for is nuclear power. That is by far the, the, the yeah. best, cleanest yeah. way we could do anything um, with that. Like I could fit in a can, yep. the amount of nuclear material that would be right. needed for my entire life in a, in a soda can. And so, um, right. And so, you know, right. that, but people who think, Oh, you know what? Let's go back to like eliminating our all cars and stuff. You realize if we had to, to get places and each of us had a horse, that'd be a lot of food, a mm. lot of water, and there'd be a lot of horse poop in the streets. That's what people don't think about when they think, oh, yeah. what would it have been like to live back 100 years ago? It would have smelled like crap. Uh, and, and you'd have a <laughs> – every day would smell like you're a, a poop program expert. Uh, is what I think. So I think, like, well, I don't know if that would be really better for the environment with all the methane and the, uh, I guess the, uh, the greenhouse gas. So 
I've always just wondered, like, you know, I don't, I don't get it. I don't get poop. Or people don't think about, maybe people don't think about poop <laughs> enough. That's, that's actually the stance I want to jump on right there. Wow. Uh, <coughs> well, maybe we can develop cars that run on poop. <laughs> You're like, oh, hold on here. Um, we've got to get Jimmy up in the, in the poop seat since he's got to go, and we need to fuel this thing for our, our uh, trip. Um, <laughs> we'll, we'll stop and pig out at a restaurant so we can have oh, enough fuel go. to get home. Oh man! Well, uh, <laughs> speaking of uh, of things that, that cars can run off of, I, I suppose if you uh, distilled down to some very strong moonshine, uh, well, we've also got Jameson whiskey who uh, has some plans coming up here in St. Patrick's Day on March seventeenth. Um, they are actually. Yeah. Uh, going to be paying people to stay at home uh, with us since it's probably wow. not going to be a huge year to celebrate at bars. Um, so if you want to stay home and get drunk on, on a Wednesday night, go ahead to Jamison's website where you can enter to be one of a thousand people who will win $50 if they pledge to take St. Patrick's Day off. They, wow. So Jamison nice. wants to pay you to skip work. And uh, I'd I actually looked at the website and I was thinking, huh, I mean, I've got some vacation days I need to use before March or before the end of March. I, I, I was, I'm thinking about it. Really? So now do you, do you uh, enjoy Jameson whiskey? Would you stay at home from work and sip Jameson uh, whiskey? They're going to pay me. Absolutely. <laughs> Usually I'm not a big Jameson <laughs> fan. Otherwise, I've never had whiskey. I don't like, but, but uh, I, I tend to go more towards the wild Turkey. There's too much work no time for a break or to celebrate with friends. And to top it off, we were robbed of one of my favorite holidays. But guess what? St. Patrick's Day is on for 2021 because the lovely folks at Jameson came up with a solution. Jameson SPTO, you know, like PTO, but specifically meant to be taken on St. Patrick's Day. And when you take your Jameson SPTO, you could win $50 to spend on your own festivities. And Jameson is donating $150,000 to the Restaurant Workers Community Foundation, supporting the pros who craft Jameson cocktails across the country. Should be a lot of fun trying to hold a conversation with somebody who spent the whole day sipping Jameson <laughs> right. whiskey. <laughs> I mean, probably have better luck talking to somebody who sound asleep. I mean, really, I mean, this is really a true thing. You can actually probably have a normal real-time dialogue with a person who's totally in a dream state, okay? You might not expect a person that's dreaming to be able to answer the questions, but uh, there is a study that has found that they actually can, and I will even prove it to you. There's uh, some researchers at Northwestern University say that the folks that are dreaming are in the deepest stage of sleep, like REM sleep, okay? They found that those in the state can actually engage in real-time communication and that they're capable of comprehending questions, engaging in work memory operations, and producing answers. <laughs> I know I work with some that's in the same state. <laughs> okay, well, <clears throat> their experiments showed that it was possible for those lucid dreaming to follow instructions, to do simple math, answer yes or no questions, or even tell the difference between different sensory stimuli. It's actually hoped that the methods used here could be you know, used to help people in various ways, like solving problems during their sleep or offering some you know, novel ways to cope with those having nightmares. But this is a true story, okay? And it's one of my favorite stories of my parents. So 
my dad tells me this story years ago. And normally they all go to bed and, you know, my dad sits up reading the paper. My mom will read the paper for a little bit and then she'd fall off to sleep. So my dad usually is the last one going to bed. So he, at this particular night, is sitting up reading the paper. My mom turns off her light on her side of the bed, rolls over and starts to go to sleep. And she's been snoring for a few minutes. And my dad's engaged reading the paper. And all of a sudden he says, my mom bolts up, sits straight up in the bed and just looks straight ahead. And she's like, what are you going to do with him socks? And my dad goes, what? And my mom says, what are you going to do with them socks? And my dad says, um, I'm going to put them away. <laughs> oh, well, then you better do that. <laughs> and then she lays back down and goes back to sleep. <laughs> and we have never let my mother live that down. We always ask her, what are you going to do with them socks? <laughs> I've had many a conversation with my brother while he was asleep. Um, my favorite time being oh, those soon after he bought his Apple Watch. Uh, with the Apple Watch, uh, what you pretty much do was you, you tap it to turn it on and off, to, to turn the sc screen on and off there. And so he had fallen asleep in his room. Uh, the TV was going. This was, um, you know, uh, we were in college or maybe just soon after college uh, with that. And so he just says, oh, you know, hey, can, we, can you turn that off? And he says, oh, okay, yeah, sure, yeah. Uh, and then he doesn't do anything. We're like, can you turn it off? And he starts hitting his pillow. And I start being like, I think that he thinks that his pillow is an Apple Watch that's going to turn the TV off, and uh, <laughs> and so finally we turn it off, and uh, he just goes lays back right back down, and uh, that's one of, that's my favorite of the conversations. Um, yeah, you, we can have a lot of fun. With people <laughs> oh talking yeah, yeah. Like that. Uh, Mrs. Poncho, uh, this is maybe like a, a month or two after um, Panchito was born, uh, Bebecito. He uh, is in his crib. And uh, Mrs. Poncho, she wakes up in the middle of the night, and I, I wake up to her just frantically patting me down as if I'm in a uh, airport security, uh, and, and uh, you know I'm, I'm like, what, what are you, what are you doing? And she says, where, where is he? G give him to me. Give him, give him where? And, and I was like, what are, are, are you crazy right now? Um, and then she, she kind of realizes, wait a minute, like. And she kind of wakes herself up doing this, and, and, and she's like, "Where's where where's baby? He's in his he's in his crib." And she's like, "Oh my gosh, I can't believe I just did that." Uh, as, as she woke up and realized what she, what she was doing mid conversation, I guess. Uh, and I, I I guess I was holding on to him and, and would not give our son over to her. Oh, it's probably a good thing she didn't think she was That's stabbing true. somebody either. I, I, I've, I have seen, I've heard there was a story I knew of someone who uh, went, um, her husband was at home. She worked uh, as a bartender late at night. And so she got in and when he was stressed out or didn't get enough sleep, he would sleepwalk. She walks in, sees her husband down the, a dark hallway, sitting on a chair, just staring down the hallway. And wow. she says, uh, what are you doing? And he gets up and starts running at her. And she's like, no, you stop wow. this now. You're going back to bed. And he, he stops, turns around, picks up the chair, goes back to bed, lays down, asleep the whole time. Wow. That's <laughs> oh, yeah. just nuts. That's crazy. That's Well, well, uh, <laughs> definitely. I, I remember the one time that my mom liked to tell about me sleepwalking. And she would sleep like a bat. She could hear every noise at night. And so 
sometime in the middle of the night, she heard something going on in the kitchen. And I was probably six or something like this. She comes down and here I am thinking I'm in the bathroom, but instead I'm standing in front of the refrigerator and I'm pointed and I'm aiming and ready to fire. She manages to grab me up before I fired off the, the turn the hose on, (laughs) (laughs) get me to the bathroom. (laughs) Oh, well, uh, maybe maybe we can have some good advice for people that sleepwalk. I don't know, but I don't think I would trust my own advice, but we do have some advice that are being asked by you uh, when they ask Pancho and we've got, um, well, somebody that's got a problem because they feel guilty hoarding the oh, good yeah. toilet well, paper. Uh, this is from Fernando. Uh, it says, sometime last year when, when suddenly toilet paper was the hottest thing on the shelf, my wife and I started loading more or loading different toilet paper into different bathrooms. So, for example, the bathroom in the master suite gets the best and softest toilet paper and the kids get the cheap stuff. Only problem is our kids are clever. Now. And they have discovered our bathroom has the better pooping toilet paper. Well, at least your kids are <laughs> clever. That means you're smart. And, uh, I mean, it sounds to me like you're going to yeah. either need some, some toilet paper equity in your house or maybe you got to start loading up like <laughs> a, a fake, like a Trojan horse of, of, of bad toilet paper on the actual roll that they are next to the toilet. And then maybe have like mm. a storage, you know, unit uh, next to the toilet that maybe hides the toilet paper so you could reload that roll out there. There you go. You never actually reload the fake roll. You just grab your toilet paper from that and they won't know the difference unless they're even more clever than I maybe, give them credit for. Maybe you have that hidden toilet That's paper exactly compartment somewhere. So obviously within arm's reach. Yeah. Cause a lot of people like to have toilet paper within arm's reach oh, yeah. anyway, in case you, in case you run out and you, you know, you're desperate. You, you want yeah. to be able to reach for it. Just put it a little bit hidden and, and put you the know good I really stuff, hate uh, on deck, but not on uh, yeah. at, at the plate. What I what I really hate, is, well, what I really hate is the one ply toilet paper. You know that stuff is that's that's terrible. That's just that's that's wrong. You should never have one ply toilet paper. <laughs> that is uh, funny enough. Mrs. Poncho actually likes the one ply, but mostly because she'll use it to like Ugh. dab off like you know makeup or or anything like with her face instead like throughout the day anything so uh, I I was surprised I thought ladies were always going to want like 10 plies on that toilet paper (laughs) well what I don't like also is the industrial toilet paper that's about half the half of the width (laughs) of the normal toilet paper you know I I, I don't know about you but I want my hand totally covered whatever I'm having Yeah, at least I could never be a good Muslim. Uh, yeah, you know I've, that. I've heard that they uh, they left hand. I think right. Uh, well, they have a little. I, I I've known some some Muslim friends when I was in college, and you go to their bathroom, and they had a little clay pot sitting to the left side of the uh, of the toilet that no, was full of no, water. Be good with that. Yeah. Yeah. And and it, 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 let's let's just say it was the best they could do for a bidet. Yeah. Yeah. So, but <laughs> anyway, well, here's. Here's a, a person asking, a Carrie here is asking, and this sounds like something I think you can provide some good advice to, uh, with help with hair extensions, but not for what you think, okay? Carrie says, after being at a bridal party where I was eh, more or less forced to put in hair extensions, I ended up really liking them. So 
I continued to wear it until one day at work, uh, part of a coworker's Velcro jacket snagged out a pretty decent amount of it. Well, they were horrified, thinking that they actually took out my actual hair. <laughs> I told them not to worry about it and that it was fake extensions. But now I'm kind of thinking of ways to use the remainder of my fake hair to prank someone. Not exactly sure how I'll go about it. Well, Any you already missed out on the best prank that you could have done, which was right then and there, just let them think that that was real hair that was out. Um, but, uh, you know, you'd probably be good at this one, too, with, with some pranks. I, I've i been thinking about this one, uh, and my, my pranking is – is I'm I've uh, has been malnourished ever since uh, becoming a dad, a full time working dad. But I would say <laughs> like, I don't know, but put it out of the trunk of your car or something, and just let people wonder. Well, that, or that get too. caught in the door. Uh, that'd be a good one. Um, but most things things uh, to freak people out, I guess. With that, um, tie a uh, tie tie like a knot around like someone's finger with it and pretend like your hair is actually stuck uh, to them and get gum in that it. Would be cool. um, there are a, uh, yeah. Gum is a good idea. No, so Mrs. Poncho was actually in a wedding um, recently. She didn't need hair extensions uh, over the weekend here, but she did uh, need to get her makeup and hair done for the wedding, which she knew she wasn't going to like because uh, she's good at, at doing her, her hair and makeup and she prefers a natural look. Well, she comes home uh, right. in between uh, getting this stuff done and then when we're leaving for the wedding. And uh, she has uh, clearly two different sets of eyelashes on, on her eye. Uh, you know, they're supposed to make it look like one very full set of eyelashes. Well, I, I told her, I was like, you know, if, right. if two eyelashes on each, two rows of eyelashes on each eye looks better than one, why stop there? Let's get a third on there. She was like, no, 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 I am not doing more. And I honestly, she kind of looked a little bit like the Wayans brothers from white chicks. Uh, that stuff was caked on there for sure. Uh, and so she had to go in and, and immediately took those eyelashes off and, uh, started touching everything up to make it look actually good. Uh, and so, um, you know, at least, at least he got wow. some good use out of the hair extensions. Are you feeling lucky? Uh, well, what is that supposed to mean? <laughs> well, <laughs> are, you, are you trying to come on to me? And no, 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 no. I, I, I want to make sure that you are your your uh, your intellect is fully ready to go for this here. <laughs> you've seen me accidentally walk into too many gay bars and sort of steakhouses that you've got the wrong idea about me now. Well, you know, I guess I, I'm not going to incriminate myself. Let's just put it that way. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I'm feel, I think I'm feeling lucky today. Well, good. I, I think we have a good collection of, uh, of games to test your, uh, your, 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 your ability to uh, perceive, you might say. So, <laughs> okay. So sh should we start off with a strip club or a porn star? Um. Was it a strip club or daycare, or is this a, well, a new game? 
No, no, no. We, we can do the strip club game or the porn star game first. What do you want to do? We'll start with the strip club. Okay. See, that, that also gives me an idea of where you're thinking right now, too. See? <laughs> all right i'll give you the name of the strip club or a daycare and you tell me which one you think it is all right, all right. <laughs> our, our first one is a place called bobby noonan's in alslip illinois bobby noonan's uh, well i think that this is a this is um and i have no idea daycare, right well i have no idea where alslip illinois is so I just, I just know it's Bobby Noonan's. Bobby, as a daycare? You think it's a daycare? Oh gosh, well I don't know. I, I, that, I don't know anyone who would bring their kids to a place called Bobby Noonan's. I'm going to go strip club. It's actually a daycare. Oh my gosh! <laughs> so, apparently, people in Alsip, Illinois, bring their kids to a place called Bobby Noonan's. You know, I used to live in the Chicago area, and the fact that I couldn't recognize the the town tells me it's probably in the country, which is yeah, a, a, the rest of Illinois. Uh, right. But, which, yeah, there's there's Chicago, and then there's the rest of Illinois. Exactly. Ooh. So, so here's the next one. It's called it's a weird one. Yeah, really. <laughs> the next one is called the Paper Moon in Little Rock, Arkansas. The paper moon. Um, I'm going to go with a daycare. I kind of thought that's what you would say, but it's actually a strip club. Oh, no, I am not. <laughs> I'm, I'm going to strike out today, aren't I? Well, I don't know. I mean, the paper moon, I've never thought that was the name of a strip club. You know what I'm saying? But, you know, who am I to say? This is Arkansas. This is a bunch of red herrings today. A bunch of rednecks, too. <laughs> <laughs> All right, your next business is called Jumbo's Clown Room in Lakewood, California. That's such a weird. Oh my gosh! Well, I would hope that's not a strip club. I'm going to go daycare. <laughs> it's a strip club. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh! What is I that? I want to know who is Jumbo and why is he Jumbo. That's what I want to know. I want to know if all of these aren't made up. Uh, no, the, apparently you can Google them and they are real. Okay, oh so my gosh. all right, let's try for one, uh, two, two for five here. Okay, your fourth one is the Gingerbread House in Peoria, Illinois. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to go um, a daycare for that one. Well, you're safe on that. That's definitely yeah. a daycare. I don't know. That'd be a little weird to go to a strip club called the Gingerbread House. Well, you got me second guessing myself now. The the uh... The more it sounds like a, a daycare, the more I'm thinking it's got to be a strip club today. <laughs> well, this one's probably going to be in the same category, too. All right. Oh. This one is called the Playpen in Los Angeles, California. Oh, you know, I want to say daycare, but with Los Angeles, I'm going to go strip club. That was a good guess. It is indeed a strip club. Very good. That was a close one. <laughs> okay. All <laughs> right. Let's Jumbo, give you a better who, who goes to Jumbo's Clown House or Clown uh -huh. Show? I, I, maybe people with big feet. <laughs> maybe maybe there's like a foot fetish or something. I don't know. Oh, no. Yeah. Anyway, well, let's go with our porn star or weatherman now. All right. I'll give you a list of entertainers. Let's see how well you are at picking them out. All right. So the first person is Joel Guy. Uh, I think this is a weatherman. He is a weatherman in Cape Town, South Africa. Oh, South yeah. Africa. 
Yeah, we're getting international. Yeah. So your next person is Anthony Slaughter from where? Uh, you know, I'm, I'm going to go with a porn star on this one. Sounds like a good name for one, but he's a weatherman in KOMU oh, wow. in Missouri. Slaughter the weather. <laughs> <laughs> Here's one. Matt Brickman. Matt Brickman. So I think this one might also be a porn star. Is He's also a weatherman from Whoa. WCCO in Minnesota. Oh, this is a, this is a, a, I'm recording earlier than I normally do. Maybe, maybe this maybe is a an hour for recording for me. I don't know. Maybe you're you're still you know uh, your brain is still fatigued from all the work you've been doing. <laughs> right. Well, this might this may give you a break. All right. This guy's name is Jay Smooth. This has to be a porn star. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. <laughs> Although it would be kind of cool to see a weatherman named Jay Smooth, you know. <laughs> right. And your last name is Aaron Evans. Aaron Evans. This, this seems too innocuous. Uh, I'm going to go porn star. He is a porn star. Very oh, good. So, oh, right. Yes. So, so far, you've been averaging basically two for five. So yeah, that's awful. Well, let's see if you can improve yourself with golf course or rehab. All right. I've I've never said those words. Yeah, yeah, really. Myself with golf course or rehab. This might be a good rehab for your ability to get all of them right. So your first business is called Creekview in Rochester, New York. Creekview. Um, I'm going to go with a golf course on this one. That is a rehab. (laughs) Your next business is Granite Fields in Kingston, New Hampshire. Okay, Fields. This has to be a golf course, right? Correct, it is. A golf course, indeed. Very good. Your third business, Lake Valley in Niwot, Colorado. Lake Valley. Um, I'm going to go with a rehab. It's a golf course. Oh, in Colorado. In in Niwot, Colorado. Your uh, fourth business, this is way out in Kahuku, Hawaii. It's called Turtle Bay. Turtle Bay. This I'm going to think this is a golf course. Absolutely a golf yeah. course. It has to be. Yes, yes. And your last one is called Compass Point in Sturgis, uh, South Dakota. I think this is going to be a rehab. Absolutely a rehab indeed. So you improved yourself a little bit on that one. Yeah, yeah. Working so, there. I, now, well, now, now, now we're getting serious. We're getting out to the steakhouse <laughs> right, or gay bar. Yeah, well, the steakhouse or the gay bar, you have to do really good on this one, okay? Oh, Otherwise, yeah. yeah, just just make sure that you know your meats. <laughs> I never do. Yeah, <laughs> 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 the first business, Shorty's Smalls in Little Rock, Arkansas. <laughs> Oh my gosh, I, that's too funny. I think this would be a steakhouse, even though it's a hilarious name. And I'm probably wrong on this, aren't I? No, they they actually cook tube steaks. Oh, so look at that. okay, be, I, was, I don't know anyone would be, who would want to advertise Shorties and Smalls <laughs> uh, unless they were actually selling steak. All right. Your next business is called Peacock Alley in Bismarck, North Dakota. Um, oh, gosh. North Dakota. I'm going to go with a, well, I don't know. I'm going to go with a, a, a gay bar off a hunt. It's a, it's a steakhouse, oh, actually. I knew, I, I knew I shouldn't have. 
They've got to have at least one. Right. It's got to be in there, in their, you know, one of their bigger cities, right? True. That's true. All right. Here's one from Syracuse, New York. It's called The Wolf's Den. <laughs> I think this is going to be a gay bar. Easily a gay bar. Absolutely. Very good. All right. And your fourth business comes from Lakewood, Colorado. It's called The Ranch at West 40th. The Ranch. Uh, I'm going to go with Steakhouse. It is a steakhouse. Sounds like you're on an upswing here. You got one more to go. Yeah. This one is called <laughs> it's called Cowboy Brazilian in Columbia, <laughs> South Carolina. I'm going to go with gay bar on this one. It's a steakhouse. No. Oh wow! <laughs> I think sometimes it also are good though. Yeah, that well, that is it is. Of course, I will say this: a lot of it has to do with the way the uh, game show host is reading the name too. <laughs> I just want to. That is true. <laughs> All right. Last but not least, fake news of Florida. You've got to ace this to make up for yourself. Oh my okay? gosh! Yeah, it's an awful week for for insane games. Okay. <laughs> Here's your first headline, and you tell me if it's fake news or Florida. All right. A Tarpon Springs man was arrested after he drunkenly called 911 and claimed his wife was a Black Widow spider. <laughs> That's too weird uh, to not be true. I'm going to go Florida. Ding, ding. It is Florida. Absolutely. <laughs> I need to get me a bell so I can ring the bell, you know. <laughs> Anyway, your second headline, a Cape Canaveral woman told police she could not be arrested for indecent exposure because the president said it was OK. <laughs> I think this is going to be a fake news. It is fake news yeah. indeed. You know, of course, you know, as uh, you know, the president would say fake news, fake news. <laughs> so. <laughs> All right. Your third headline, a Pasco County man was arrested for auto theft after he broke into an unmarked police car with two deputies still inside. <laughs> oh, gosh, this is pretty good. I, I, I want this to be true. This is going to be Florida. It's absolutely true. <laughs> yeah, <I thought. laughs> How far are you from Pasco County? I honestly, I'm not sure. So probably not too close. Yeah, you probably want to stay far away from that place if that's what the kind of people are down there. <laughs> right. Anyway. And this one is, is a headline that's about a West Palm Beach man who got himself arrested for reckless endangerment after he had his 10-year-old daughter drive him home from a bar. Huh, you know, I'm sure that that's probably happened before, but I think this one is fake news. Fake news it is. Yeah. Fake news. That's right. Very good. Not so bad. You've been four for four right now, so you're doing uh, very yeah, well. My so let's see how senses uh, are, are tingling. So. They really yeah. are. So let's. Let's see if we can make it a full sweep here with this last headline here. A Cape Coral man did a cartwheel during a DUI stop and begged the cops to take him to jail. <laughs> I think this is going to be Florida. All the way, Florida. <laughs> <laughs> you scored that one completely. Oh, thank goodness. <laughs> so you, have certain, you have redeemed yourself. Thank goodness, yes. Oh, it's just your friendly <laughs> old Flor insane Florida nephew here. Neighborhood. And, nephew. That's right. With some insane Florida headlines, <laughs> too, for that month. Yeah. Well, wait till next week. Next week, I, I can already tell you, it's going to be a lovely week of stupidity. You're going to love <laughs> what we have coming next week. Okay. So, all right. Well, have a good week there, buddy. Oh, uh, you do the same. <laughs>
podcast called Insane Eric Lane. It's the Week in Review. Well, in this Insane Week in Review, Democrats have been slamming New York Governor Andrew Cuomo over the shocking COVID-19 nursing home cover-up with Queens Assemblyman Ron Kim stating, all of it is BS. So it's obvious that Cuomo really dropped the ball. So after he's fired, he'll at least have a job with the New York Mets waiting for him. I mean, the Democrats are just as happy to have someone to attack. I mean, pretty soon they'll give him an orange spray tan and go after his Twitter account. Cuomo is still blaming the Department of Justice probe for delays in releasing the accurate coronavirus death tally of nursing home residents. Cuomo is always trying to blame others for his failures and inadequacies, you know. I guess that book that he wrote about leadership lessons during the pandemic doesn't have a spine. The FBI and the Eastern District of New York U.S. Attorney's Office have opened this investigation into Cuomo's handling of nursing homes amid this coronavirus pandemic. No word, though, if President Biden is involved. Although, I know he has a soft spot for the investigation because he could have easily been one of those people in the nursing home. As awful as his nursing home cover-up was, I mean, Cuomo probably should have been fired for being so stupid they'd wrote a self-congratulatory book while the pandemic was ongoing. I mean, this wouldn't be, this this really would be more like a football player dumping Gatorade on himself at halftime of a game that he wasn't even winning. Well, CNN says primetime anchor Chris Cuomo now can no longer cover his brother in the news. Instead, he'll just stick to covering up for his brother in the news. And according to a new study, the average American attending the dry January challenge this year only lasted 10 days before giving up and consuming alcohol. Between the ongoing lockdowns, the disastrous presidential election, the winter storms, I'm surprised most people lasted 10 hours. I mean, results show that 7 in 10 respondents, that's like 69%, have given the challenge a shot at one time or another, and it usually doesn't work out. That's right. Seven and ten tried the challenge, but then poured themselves a seven and seven. A new study reveals married Americans are more likely to vote Republican, while single Americans are more likely to have blown their savings on a GameStop stock. Of course, after the unprecedented winter storm, more than four million people have been left without power in Texas amid the sub-freezing temperatures. Of course, I feel bad, but... I think Texans will be able to stay warm. I mean, this is the only time when being a top five fattest state in the nation is actually helpful. I mean, many were left without heat as the mercury dropped to single digits and the Lone Star State's electric grid suffered a catastrophic failure during the ice, snow, and frigid temperatures. (laughs) Yeah, the electric grid is such a catastrophic failure they're thinking of renaming it Dominion Voting Machine. Britain's newly established quarantine hotels received their first guests this week as the government now tries to prevent new variants of the coronavirus from derailing its fast-moving vaccination drive. These uh, quarantine hotels sound like a germ-ridden nightmare. I mean, or as Americans refer it to as uh, Motel 6. Travelers must stay in a hotel for 10 days at their own expense. I mean, imagine paying for a 10-day stay at a hotel in London. You'd definitely go broke faster than Prince Andrew after receiving his lawyer bills. And 30 Taliban militants were killed in an explosion during a bomb-making class. Now, how you like that? It's like the uh, old bomb-making adage goes, what is it, uh, those who can do and those who can't explode? <laughs> a new report claimed Hustler magazine founder Larry Flint's funeral 
would feature booze and strippers. <laughs> so Larry won't be the only guy at the funeral who's stiff. Of course, this is probably your only chance to get a lap dance to the song Amazing Grace. After Gorilla Glue Girl went viral for using super glue on her hair, another man, now dubbed Gorilla Glue Guy, decided to use super glue to stick that red solo cup to his face. I talked about that during the last episode, but I guess, you know, there's a lid for every crackpot, you know? These two clearly belong together. I just hope they don't try to seal the deal with Elmer's. A former Olympic swimmer has been busted with $1.6 million in methamphetamines. Now that he's going to go to prison, though, he's going to have to learn the self-stroke. And a new study finds that kids can easily just lie to bypass age restrictions guarding social media accounts. I mean, this has been a nightmare for parents. I mean, not because kids are seeing things they shouldn't, but rather because parents have to endure those endless TikTok dancing videos. I mean, researchers from Leroy, the Science Foundation Ireland Research Center for Software, a name close to all major social media platforms, is severely lacking in proper age verification protocols. Uh, this is really bad news for parents, but great news for Prince Andrew. A new study also shows remote learning students are more stressed than their peers in the classroom. Mostly, they say they just miss the stress relief of having sex with their teachers. And a Tennessee man was arrested after he forged former President Barack Obama's name on a handgun permit application. I guess he learned the hard way that you just can't acquire a gun illegally in Tennessee, folks. You have to go to Obama's old stomping grounds in Chicago to do that. You know, one funny thing about the story, though, is the guy who applied under Obama's name, he's white. Of course, when Joe Biden saw his picture, he yelled out, you ain't black. <laughs> Donald Trump also knew that this wasn't the real Obama. He thinks Obama could never get a gun permit because he can't prove he was born in America. Customs and Border Patrol agents at the southern border say they've intercepted a smuggler carrying 200, mark that, 200 pounds of undocumented baloney. <laughs> or as Chris Christie would call it, a light lunch. <laughs> Officials say they haven't seen this much Mexican baloney since the last George Lopez comedy special. <laughs> and a new report claims Venezuela is quietly admitting socialism doesn't work. I think they came to this conclusion after eating the last animal at the National Zoo. And Disney, we told you, has unveiled the first trailer for Cruella, its latest live action offering... It stars Emma Stone, you know, as the iconic 101 Dalmatians villainess, you know. I don't know, maybe I'm off base, but this just sounds like a bad idea. I, I feel like she was Emma Stoned when she said yes to this role. I mean, another day, another Disney remake, reimagining, reinventing, whatever the heck you want to call it. They're totally out of ideas, folks. I mean, if I didn't know any better, I'd say Mickey is stuck in a mousetrap. And Nestle's making a new vegan Kit Kat bar. That'll be 100% animal-free. Folks, this is perfect for any of those folks who love all of God's creatures except for themselves. Finally, there's a way to get your kids to stop eating candy. Here, kid, have a Kit Kat. Blech. Gwyneth Paltrow revealed that she contracted COVID-19 early on in the pandemic, she says. Hey, I mean, I... She's lucky she didn't have to smell those vagina-scented candles of hers. 
Okay, she's lucky she didn't have to smell those vagina-scented candles of hers. You know. Paltrow said, a little background. I had COVID-19 early on, and it left me with some long tail fatigue and brain fog. Of course, the fatigue sucks, but the brain fog isn't a big deal. I mean, I say that because most people in Hollywood don't have a ton of brain activity anyway. Told you that Hustler Magazine founder Larry French's funeral is going to have booze and strippers earlier. You know, organizers, they're asking guests to please dress tastefully. And by that, they mean covered in whipped cream. Yeah, of course, in honor of Mr. Flint, the pole dancers will be swinging at half-mast. And Fox Sports announcer Joe Buck has admitted to drinking liquor with Troy Aikman while calling games in the broadcast booth, which kind of explains why he once called Tom Brady the best pickleback in the league. A Trump Plaza casino in Atlantic City was imploded in that planned demolition by a dozen dynamite blasts, although President Trump insists he told the dynamite to explode peacefully. I mean, actually, it was pretty easy to bring the building down. All they had to do was hire Rudy Giuliani to keep it standing for four more years. And researchers from the University of Basel in Switzerland say regular caffeine consumption does not disrupt your sleep quality, but it can alter the structure of the brain connected to memory. I'd continue discussing this with you all, but I forgot was what was in the article. Anyway, whether it was coffee or cola or energy drinks, the study authors did also say caffeine is the world's most consumed psychoactive substance. So the next time somebody asks you for a little Colombian bam-bam, just know that they're probably talking about coffee beans. And these higher temperatures brought relief to some of the residents in the state of Texas that were hit with that historic winter storm that caused all the massive power outages. Definitely, it was a seriously cold week down there, but... You know, by the end of the week, the only thing that was frozen was Ted Cruz's drinks in the airport lounge. Cruz, uh, you know, posted pictures of himself handing out water to try to repair his image. I didn't see the brand, but something tells me it was not smart water. You know, first there was Densani. Now there's Dasari. Uh, there's definitely feelings on whether or not what he did was the right thing or do to do or not. I don't know, but I guess, you know, if... You want to do the same thing, there is a service that will help you. I'm a leader in my community, and we're getting hit hard with a major crisis. What do I do if I don't feel like dealing with that right now? The choice is easy. Take a Ted Cruz. What a great idea. I mean, all my pent-up stress is about to burst like a frozen water pipe. But what will the people in my community think? You won't hear them complain because you're completely tone deaf. We're going to Mexico, kids! Lucky no one built a wall around it yet. And if anyone asks, it was your idea, kids! That's the spirit, and Ted Cruz's knows your plans to abandon your responsibilities can change, so we offer the option to immediately book a trip back home. Yeah, I may need that. Leave your cares and your dog at home. Take a Ted Cruz today. Cruz is accusing his Cancun vacation critics of spewing venom and vitriol. Of course, if that's all you spew in Cancun, you should consider yourself lucky. A study published in the Wall Street Journal found that men who pose with cats in their online dating profile have a lesser chance of being selected by women. So if you pose with your cat, chances are it's the only pussy you're getting. Of course, the problem is that most of these women have been single for so long they already have a cat. Men who have cats in their profile pictures 
really look less masculine. So if you're thinking about adding a cat to your profile, I'd hit the pause button. A Florida man who was arrested for indecent exposure tells police, I was protesting my civil rights, at which point the cops read him his rights. Of course, the story happened a while back, but I'm still bringing it up now because the judge sentenced him to zero time in jail. And it looked like the uh, pantless perpetrator might lose his job, but uh, he decided to stick it out for another year. A new book claims President Trump's top advisor, Steve Bannon, thought Trump had dementia. But then Bannon met Joe Biden, and he was like, uh, actually... And Dominion Voting Systems is suing the MyPillow guy, the CEO, Mike Lindell, over his election fraud claims. <laughs> Mike says... He's so distraught over the lawsuit last, that, that the last night of sleep, he couldn't even get a second best night's sleep in the whole wide world. A new study says the key to a happy marriage also may come down to what's in your DNA. You hear about that? I think the big thing is that after you get married, you're not as satisfied because your partner's not stripping off your genes like they used to. Get it? Genes? Gene? Gene? Well, anyway. Researchers at the University of Arkansas report a specific gene variation may play a big role in whether or not newlyweds feel satisfied during the first years of marriage. They say this gene impacts traits uh, related to both bonding and gratitude. So, fellas, the next time your wife is nagging you about not doing more together or appreciating her, just tell her, Hey, there's nothing I can do, man. It's in your DNA. <laughs> Dunkin' Donuts is now selling wedding merchandise, including a branded veil and a ring-bearer pillow. I know it sounds a little tacky, but you know, it's so much easier than just saying, I don't love you anymore. Other Dunkin' wedding merch includes satin robes for your honeymoon, and, you know, that way you and your sweetheart can take them off when it's time to make munchkins. And a new survey finds that one in three drivers admits their cars are full of junk. And they haven't been washed in months. You should see mine. I mean, look, you still got to give these people a break. I mean, with, what, ongoing corona lockdowns and restrictions, most people haven't washed themselves in months. <laughs> and, and they're filling their own bodies with junk. You know, yeah, COVID-19 has definitely led to everyone gaining a minimum of COVID-15 to 20. Underneath this genius, I'm simply a human. It's like a caveman thing or something. And now, this week's Genius Awards. And this week's Genius Awards are going to start off with a teacher in Central Florida found herself behind bars after police say she fought a group of students outside a fast food restaurant following a high school basketball game. Now, that's always lovely. The incident took place in Bartow, where a group of students were involved in an altercation after the game, and well, afterwards the group went into an area McDonald's to eat. And at the restaurant, Lynn Quindella Clark, who's a teacher in Polk County and the mother of another teen who was allegedly involved in the first altercation at the school, approached the group and began arguing with them. Uh, Clark was removed from the restaurant, but then waited in the parking lot and allegedly began physically fighting the group. Now, police say Clark struck one of the students in the face, removed her wig, and struck a second student in the head. Witnesses called police, who arrived and arrested Clark, and now she's facing charges of child abuse in the case. Officials have not really said if she's going to be suspended from her teaching position pending that investigation. These students definitely suffered serious bodily harm, and after that, they ate McDonald's and they got punched in the face, too. 
I mean, you never like to see people get hurt, especially at McDonald's, though. I mean, and I say that because most people getting food there are depressed enough already. And then there's a British man who's facing up to six years in prison for breaking Singapore's quarantine rules to meet up with his then-fiancé in the same hotel. A 52-year-old Nigel Skay leaves his room at the five-star Ritz-Carlton Hotel on three occasions to meet his now wife, a 39-year-old named Agatha Magish Ayamala, in another room. Now, on one of the occasions, the maskless Skay climbed an emergency stairwell to enter a room that Ayamala had booked at the hotel in downtown Marina Bay. He then spent nine hours with Ayamala, who was not under quarantine. Uh, most travelers are required to stay in an assigned hotel room or at a home to quarantine for 14 days after arriving in Singapore. Skaya pleaded guilty to breaking the country's coronavirus quarantine, while Ayamala pleaded guilty to aiding her partner in the hotel rendezvous. The couple will be sentenced in court, where they will each face up to six years in jail and a fine of 10,000 Singapore dollars, which averages out to about 7,558 U.S. dollars. I'd say this man made a gigantic mistake. I mean, not breaking the quarantine thing, but getting married. I mean, I wonder what Singapore jail is like anyway. I bet it's kind of like American jail, but with way less politicians inside. Or how about this? A former Florida lawyer who made headlines when his pants caught fire during an arson trial in 2017 was recently charged with cocaine possession. Uh, he's 32-year-old Stefan Stephen Gutierrez. He got himself arrested after being pulled over for driving with a broken headlight. And during the traffic stop, the Miami-Dade police officer noticed this bulge in Gutierrez's pocket, which he thought was a knife. Well, it turns out to be a cylinder container uh, with a bag of white powder inside. And as the cop inspected the substance, Gutierrez blurted out, That's cocaine, according to the report. Gutierrez's arrest came after his license to practice law was revoked in October, uh, Florida for the Florida Bar Records show. The ex-attorney gained nationwide notoriety four years ago when he represented the man accused of torching his own car for the insurance money. And during the March 2017 trial, Gutierrez was arguing that the blaze may have been caused by spontaneous combustion when his own pants then erupted in flames. This guy is truly incredible. I mean, if you can imagine a lawyer lying so much that his pants literally catch on fire. <laughs> uh, most of the country is getting pounded with snow, but in southern Florida, the only white powder is in this guy's pocket. And what about this? A Delta Airlines passenger disrupted a trip to Boston by trying to open a cabin door and assaulting a flight attendant while the plane was still in the air. The unidentified man allegedly tried to open the main cabin door on the flight from Atlanta. I saw the stewardess in first class. It seemed like she jumped back, and I learned she had been hit, another passenger, Mark French, told an outlet. I stuck my head up and pulled off my headphones, and she was yelling, saying, He's trying to open the door! French said two officers wearing badges then tried to intervene. French added that they were able to eventually handcuff the man with zip ties. Basically, the remainder of the flight, he was just screaming, Let me out of here! This isn't my home! He said... The airline confirmed that law enforcement met the flight when it landed at Logan Airport due to a disruptive customer on board. 
Massachusetts State Police said that they were aware of an alleged assault of a flight attendant, but that the FBI was basically handling the case. I'm a little surprised that someone tried to open the door and escape a Delta flight. I mean, usually the only time people want to open the door and jump off the plane is when they fly spirit. I mean, what this man did, definitely completely unacceptable. I mean, I don't care how bad somebody farted, you just can't open the door. And you got to check this one out. A Russian influencer model is getting heat for posing naked on top of an endangered elephant for an Instagram video. According to The Sun, 22-year-old Russian influencer model Alicia, or Alicia Kafalinikova posted the short video to Instagram showcasing herself in the nude posed atop a Sumatran elephant. <laughs> Poor elephant. Aren't you ashamed to lie naked on an elephant? This is a living creature. Money overshadows everything, one Instagram follower said. Another called the photo shoot a violation against the animal. A charity group said that the Russian influencer's model's use of the elephant in her photo shoot was, quote, Travic, a tragic trivialization. According to the Daily Star, the species of elephant that the model posed on is not native to Bali, where she currently lives, a number of elephants in Asia are kept captive to serve the region's tourism industry. The magazine reported the population of the species is estimated to have shrunk by 70% or so over the past decade due to habitat loss. There are some people do who probably feel bad for the elephant, and then there are most men listening who are jealous of the elephant. Instagram influencers, you know, are slowly taking over social media, I'm finding, you know. But nobody wants to address that elephant in the room <clears throat> okay I'll show, I'll show myself out and you'll never believe this if you encounter a particularly rough patch of ice or snow while shoveling this winter please don't reach for a can of gasoline like a Midland Park New Jersey guy did police and firefighters responded to this guy's home where he had just set a small fire to try to melt the snow and ice now, once the fire department got there, they called the Bergen County Hazmat Unit, who used the Speedy Dry to sop up all the gasoline. The man, whom police would not name, had poured about a half gallon of gasoline on a, well, a gravelly two-by-two-foot square section of his backyard. He thought a good idea would be just to dump some gasoline on it and light it on fire. That's what Police Lieutenant John Gibbons told NJ Advance Media. A neighbor called the police after smelling something burning around 7.35 in the evening. I don't recall ever being dispatched to something like that, Gibbons said. It's not very common, let's just put it that way. It's not like every day you see someone in Jersey light a fire in front of their own home. I mean, usually fires are set to struggling Italian restaurants with quote-unquote electrical problems, <laughs> you know. I think these winter storms are really driving everybody insane. Are they doing more stupid things, you know what I mean? I mean, this guy might even move. I mean, as these storms have definitely lit a fire under his butt. Okay, one more. A bizarre video of a man who sat on a toilet in the middle of a busy street in Bristol, England, now has gone viral on social media. The video was taken in Lawrence Hill, close to the little supermarket. Um... Motorists are seen in the video as having to negotiate their way around this guy as he's casually reading the paper while sitting on the loo. The video of the man who's dressed in shorts and a t-shirt, he's wearing this mask and what's been shared all over social media. Some have described him as a legend, saying that we could all do with a laugh. 
at the moment, yeah, while others have criticized him for compromising road safety. Pretty funny, though. I mean, this occurred in the Queen's country. Yeah, gives kind of a whole new meaning to the term royal flush or sitting on the throne. I don't know. I mean, when it comes to morons, definitely this guy's number one. Well, actually, maybe number two. I don't know. And maybe you know somebody that could benefit from all the stupidity of others I've been reading. Well, then do them all a favor. Do me a favor, too, for that matter. Share this podcast with them. You can also subscribe, too. I mean, you click the little subscribe button there. You know, you listen to all this buffoonery in my stupid world. It might be that addicting. You have to subscribe so you can always have a new episode to enjoy when it gets published every week. You know, and do me a favor. Whatever podcast app you're listening to, especially Apple Podcast. Rate it five stars, okay? And even, you know, write out a little review or something. I mean, lie a little. I don't care. It just gives the idea that people are actually listening to this. So let me conclude on this passing thought, okay? There, there should be sympathy cards for having to go back to work after vacation. You know, this podcast would not be possible without sources of stupidity. Thanks to the talented writers from folks at A-List Comedy, Ad Large Media, Premier Prep, Wise Brother Media, Universal Comedy Network, and the Pulse of Radio, United Stations Radio Network. Thanks for sticking it out through my stupid world. And if you're feeling a bit crazy, I hope you'll follow me on Facebook or Twitter at InsaneEricLane. And visit InsaneEricLane.com. And if you're feeling a bit insane and want to make your own podcast, you can do it with Anchor, the easiest way to make a podcast ever. The only platform where you can publish to major podcast outlets like Apple Podcasts and Google Play Music with a single tap of a button on your phone. Whether you're capturing your own voice, taking call-ins from listeners, conducting remote interviews with anyone, or broadcasting full-length songs from Apple Music or Spotify. Available today for iOS and Android, and it's 100% free, entirely mobile, and so easy to use that literally anyone can make a podcast, even me. Find out more at anchor.fm.